Hello, thank you everyone for being here today. My name is Taylor Wolf, I'm Nevada County's PIO. We have some speakers here today to share some information on the response from the county and partnered agencies for the recent winter storms. Uh, so far, our emergency operations center staff have been activated for 11 days total to coordinate and respond to community needs. As of this morning, PG&E is reporting 174 outages affecting over 6,000 households or approximately 12,000 Nevada County residents, uh, but they have restored over half of the outages in, outages in Nevada County this week. Our roads teams uh, continue to be hard at work. All roadways, county-maintained roadways, are passable at this time with the exception of a few hard closures for utility companies that are working on their lines and their power poles. Uh, they have also been working for 11 days straight since February 24th in Western Nevada County where we've been impacted by the lower snow and 16 days straight since February 19th in our high elevations for the Truckee area. We've also brought on six contractors to address the low snow and tree removal and we're very grateful for CAL FIRE's assistance um, who's been providing us assistance for the last 10 days with hand crews and equipment. Our 24-7 warming shelter has been also open for 11 days since February 24th. We've been serving anywhere from 30 to 60 residents throughout the event, and that will be open at the Grass Valley Veterans Hall through noon on Thursday. Our sheriff's deputies and search and rescue continue to respond to an increased numbers of calls of service. Uh, welfare checks have quadrupled from a normal week. Um, and we'll continue to work around the clock to support our community in every way possible, pull in all resources possible, uh, shelter our residents, continue to widen our county maintained roadways and make those more safe, uh, and continuing our emergency operations as well. Uh, with that, I'd like to welcome up our Emergency Operations Center Director, Craig Greisbach. Greisbach? for some comments. Thanks, Taylor, and good afternoon. Uh, again, my name is Craig Griesbach. I'm the Director of Emergency Services for Nevada County. As Taylor mentioned, our Emergency Operations Center team has been in operational day 11 as of today from an, the initial activation. Over the last 11 days, our response has really been an all-hands-on-deck approach, um, leading and responding to critical needs, tasking resources, and supporting partners um, for their response efforts. More than 130 county staff have worked over 5,000 hours responding to this event to date. We've declared a local disaster and the governor declared a state disaster last week. And we've also worked with our legislative partners on uh, lobbying for a federal declared disaster as well. Uh, we have continued to task any available local and regional resource to response in this event. This includes our strong partnership with crews in the field, including our roads crew, CAL FIRE, PG&E, AT&T, National Guard, city staff, and contractors that have been engaged 24-7 since the start of this event. Our first responders continue to do an unbelievable job, as Taylor mentioned, um, really with our sheriff team, including our sheriff heart team, search and rescue, city and town fire departments, and CAL FIRE, as well as several of our local fire districts, including Consolidated Fire that's here today. We have warming zones at our libraries that are able to heat, uh, that have heat, power, internet, and charging and resiliency kits that are available. 
Those are at uh, the Madeline Helling and Grass Valley and Truckee libraries that are open from 10 to 6. Penn Valley Library, that's open from 11 to 4. And Doris Foley Library, that's open from 10 to 4, to four as well. Uh, our warming shelter is averaged 30 to 60 residents, as Taylor mentioned as well, at the Grass Valley Veterans Hall located at 255 South Auburn Street in Grass Valley. Um, that is a 24 center operation, and we expect that to be open uh, through Thursday at noon. That has uh, warming, charging, uh, blankets, cots, showers, it has a little bit of everything there at that warming center. Our priorities continue to be uh, clearing roads for ingress and egress and improving that throughout our community. And really power restoration with our partners at AT&T and PG&E, along with supporting our first responders um, responding to emergency needs in the community. We have some incoming weather, likely with several inches of rain. So looking forward, we, wanna, we want you to start looking ahead for these potential impacts. So that could be sandbags. We have four sandbag locations throughout the county at our county warehouse, uh, Penn Valley Fire Department, North San Juan Community Center, and Higgins Fire Department. We are on several days without power of many of our residents. Uh, don't forget to check on your neighbors, friends, and support each other continuing through this event. Really, I've seen a lot of amazing things and heard a lot of amazing stories from the last 11 days, all the way from someone snowmobiling all the way out the end of Greenhorn, delivering gas, supplies, and sh sheltering, and or not sheltering, shuttling people um, that were walking and hiking miles back to their home. It's, it's pretty amazing. And sharing supplies, checking on their neighbors, helping shovel snow. We have a very resilient and amazing community, um, and we'll continue to do that to get past this event. I want to reiterate that if a resource is available for this event, we are tasking them to respond to this event. That is both regionally um, and here locally. A lot of progress has been made, but as I mentioned, there's still people without power, people snowed in. We have a lot of work to do as a community to make us whole again. What I will say is um, it's been a little bit of a journey with this storm, and we're in this kind of storm tunnel, but this week we're going to see some light at the end of that tunnel. Um, we're seeing some favorable forecasts, and we made a ton of progress with our partners. Um, so I want to thank you for having me out here um, and also hope everybody is safe out there. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to welcome up Brandon Sanders with pg &E. Good afternoon, Nevada County. My name is Brandon Sanders. I work in government affairs for Pacific Gas and Electric Company here locally. I'm going to provide you with a situational update and um, we'll be happy to answer questions afterward. Uh, so currently in Nevada County, we have just over 6,500 customers remaining out of service. That is, while far less than it was in the initial onset of the storm, we certainly understand it can be frustrating uh, to be without power for that long. I want to assure you that PG&E personnel are operating as safely yet quickly as possible to restore your electric service. Um, just out of the Grass Valley Yard, which serves Nevada County and Sierra County, we have identified uh, more than 1,050 individual damage locations on the system caused almost entirely by tree failure due to drought stress trees coupled with heavy snow loading. That uh, is really the predominant driver of this activity for this event. And so as such, we have um, been continuing to add res resources and personnel as the impacts from this more global storm event diminished in adjacent counties and divisions. We are bringing additional field crews vegetation management crews and the like from all over the North State to do everything we can to expedite the work 
and get you guys back into service. Uh, currently, well, as of this morning, and I know this number is probably close to double now, we have 44 line crews, 12 troublemen, 26 vegetation management crews, each with the vegetation management inspector attached to them, uh, actively working throughout the county in partnership with county roads and, of course, the first responder agencies that, that tend to your safety day to day. We have some good news. We have restored mainline circuits uh, across much of the county, and we're now working the taps that come off of those circuits. Um, so you're going to see restoration moves occur hour by hour over the next couple of days. And we're uh, just being very aggressive on bringing service back to our customers. I just, once again, I always like to close with acknowledging our field personnel. Uh, please treat them with kindness and respect. They're working really hard to bring your electric service back to you. Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. I'd like to welcome up Sheriff's Captain Sam Brown. Good afternoon, Sam Brown, Captain with the Sheriff's Office in charge of operations. <clears throat> I wanted to say thanks to the community first off. Uh, here we are again. Last year we said that this was a 100-year storm. Uh, we must have been at the last 100 years because here we are starting over again uh, for this storm. And the one thing that I would say we're really appreciative of as an office is the community support. And we talk about that year round. Uh, our deputies, search and rescue, animal control, uh, dispatch, uh, you name it, any part of our office, our, our office staff, everybody that puts in all the work to make these things happen um, are as good as they are because of the community support that we get. And over the past uh, several days, as we've been in, in the winter storm, and, and everybody's aware of it, there's no way to hide from it, uh, we had an increase of over 200% in our calls um, throughout the beginning till, till now. Uh, one of the days we had over well over 40 welfare checks, search and rescue missions, and that's no easy feat. And, and they're not right next door to each other. They're long travels to, to get to where they're at and how we get there. Every time our search and rescue team goes out and looks for support from the community, uh, they receive it, and there's good reason for it. And when people question uh, why we're buying these UTVs and, and snowcats and all the different things that we need, uh, they've come into play this go-around. Everybody's seen a lot of the pictures and things that were online and, and posted. One of our stories that we had was an elderly couple who had a tree come down and crush their house uh, in half. And some of our members from Search and Rescue, along with patrol and everybody going out, uh, were able to help carry them out in a chair uh, and get them into vehicles and back down into safety, into somewhere where they could uh, be a little bit more comfortable and hopefully uh, survive through the storm before they get to the big project of dealing with the damage that occurred on their, on their residence. Our Sheriff's Office Animal Control uh, Services, uh, we have four animal control officers and they've been working extremely hard. They recently created a team, the Humane Emergency Animal Rescue Team, the HART team. The Sheriff's HART team has gone out and had lots of success in rescuing some animals. Uh, people saw Danny the Pony online, but we also rescued a bunch of uh, pit bulls where a structure uh, failed and, and was coming down on the animals and, and the family uh, called and, and requested some assistance so that we could come out and help them. All of these items and, and calls that our, our deputies are being dispatched to, along with, like I said, search and rescue and, and the heart team and animal control, uh, wouldn't happen without our, our sheriff's dispatchers. And currently, we have a regional team that we field calls for uh, ourselves, Nevada City, uh, Grass Valley, and Truckee, along with our sheriff's office, of course. And those 
channels being together in, in one location allows us to, to share resources and talk about the true needs of the, of the sheriff's office, uh, along with the greater community of Grass Valley and everywhere else that, that's suffering along with us. And our dispatchers had a over 27% increase in calls for service, which is pretty phenomenal because they already get a lot of calls for service. In fact, uh, Lieutenant Green and I went over and uh, delivered some snacks to say thank you uh, fairly early on in the storm and four dispatchers sitting on consoles and not one of them had a, a chance to turn around and even acknowledge that those things came in. We understand that, um, but it, it's something, if you haven't seen it before, it's hard to really understand the stress level and the things that go on along with that. To date, our folks are working pretty hard. Uh, there's lots of adrenaline highs and lots of uh, adrenaline lows, and we really appreciate the support from the community. Uh, it's, it's nice that when we are in a time where law enforcement doesn't necessarily get lots of kudos that our community really rallies behind us because it helps our folks uh, when they need to really come up with the, the resourcefulness to go into these storms and help people out, uh, that they're able to do that and they know that they're supported by the community. And we really appreciate that along with our partnership with FIRE and, and all of our other agencies that, that are here with us. And just want to say thank you and that if there's questions, we can answer those at the end. Thank you, Captain Brown. I'd like to welcome up Trisha Tillotson, our Community Development Agency Director with Nevada County. Thank you, Taylor. Good evening. My name is Trisha Tillotson. I'm the Community Development Agency Director and the Public Works Director for Nevada County. So all county-maintained roadways are passable at this time, with the exception of a few hard closures for utility companies to work on their power poles and lines. There's a little bit of feedback right now, so hopefully you can hear me. <laughs> um, county road crews have been conducting 24-7 operations for 11 days straight since February 24th in Western Nevada County and 16 days straight um, in Eastern County. This is thus ma mainly the higher elevations in and around Truckee. We've brought on six contractors to assist, and this has been very helpful. Um, Hanson Brothers, Robinson Timber, uh, C&D Construction, Frusky Construction, Bamford, and Ridge Logging. So we really appreciate their, their assistance, and that's really helped us respond to um, a lot of our needs out there. Uh, meanwhile, we've also had quite a bit of assistance from CAL FIRE hand crews helping us with tree removal, and we've really appreciated that. They've been up here for 10 days assisting us. Um, and then we also appreciate all of the coordination with PG&E and AT&T to address the utility lines that are down while we come in afterwards and are able to plow the roadways. I also just want to mention um, thank you for everyone's patience with transit. We've been trying to uh, adjust as the weather changes, and so um, currently all routes are open. And then solid waste, all, route, or all routes are being served now, and you can check your service at uh, www.wm.com. Thank you. Thank you, Tricia. Next, I'd like to welcome up Jim Miller, Miller from uh, Race Communications. Thank you, Taylor. Good afternoon. We want to thank uh, Nevada County for putting this press conference together and inviting us here today. We definitely appreciate the patience of all the residents as we work through the storm damage and do the recovery methods. Um, today we are sitting at 1,300 customers that are affected by the outage. This outage is very much similar to PG&E where we have mainline, which we call our backbone, and our drops that have been damaged, and that is due to trees falling and poles uh, snapping. Race has been working since day one, coordinating our efforts with PG&E. Um, we do have five crews that are actively working the areas that PG&E has completed and have additional crews on standby 
as they complete the power restoration, we'll be moving our crews into those areas. Um, the order of the repairs is a big question that we get. Last time during the storm, I was the last one to get restored. Can I be the first this time? Our system is very much like a power system, and that is we start from our central office out. So if we were to repair a main line that's five miles out, it would do not it would not do any good if there was a cut in between. So we will be starting from our the airport location out and restoring services in that uh, order. We do ask that residents that are utilizing tree trimming services call us before having those companies cut any type of lines, uh, communication or power. If they're unsure, call 911 then or emergency services to identify those lines. Um, there can be harm if those lines are underneath tension to harm the tree trimming services or uh, any individuals in the surrounding area. Once these repairs have been completed by PG&E, we do have additional crews on standby from our Southern California locations that will be coming up to help in the restoration. Um, we've got additional employees that we've deployed to our call center, and we're proud to say that the wait time in the call center, specifically for Grass Valley calls, is under five minutes. We have engineers, office staff, warehouse employees, and our logistics center in Yuba City stocked with supplies to be able to handle this type of repair. Again, we appreciate everyone's patience. We know it is frustrating. Um, internet is not just a luxury anymore. We know it is a utility that people need. And so we are in uh, full force on getting this restored for Nevada County. If there are any questions, we do send out emails daily to all account holders. And they can also follow us on our social media on our Facebook page at Gigify Nevada County or call our office at 877-722-3833. Thank you, and we'll be around for any questions. Last, I'd like to welcome up Dave Serentopoulos from Western Propane Gas Association. Thank you. Good afternoon. Um, representing uh, all of the propane marketers in the affected areas and uh, the Western Propane Gas Association has been in contact with every marketer. Um, as you're probably well aware of, we have certain marketers that are larger than others. Some are small regional and mom and pop style companies. Others are, are national. Uh, but in every case, uh, all of our uh, propane marketers have all of their employees, which is common for this time of year, even without a weather event, to be uh, boots on the ground uh, pedal to the metal. And uh, we all of our marketers have our employees working from dawn till dusk uh, to try to keep up with deliveries and out-of-service calls. Um, the, the biggest challenges, of course, are, are um, the uh, weather-related restrictions. Um, deliveries are commonly made in larger uh, two-wheel drive, what we call bobtail delivery trucks, um, which are hindered by road restrictions, whether it be a, um, a complete closure or, or even just a partial closure with some of the other contractors working to clear the roads, it can make it unsafe. Uh, the, the, primary, um, the primary objective, uh, other than to get product to our customers and get them back up and running, is to um, identify which accounts are accessible, um, our marketers, just like most every uh, business, has a, a finite amount of resources. So trying to get the resources to the people 
the most efficiently that they can um, is part of the analysis. Uh, so accessibility is a big thing. Um, and then um, our, our drivers coupled with management analyze uh, the safety factor of it. Um, a bobtail delivery truck is a unique vehicle that uh, poses unique uh, safety risks when it comes to uh, traveling on the roadway and certainly traveling in, in uh, uh, dangerous situations. So there has to be an analysis of what, we, what can be done safely and what we don't want to take the, ch uh, the chance of having an unsafe situation, um, whether it be a stuck truck or whether it be a rolled over truck or a large release of product, which would compound matters that are already exasperated. Um, and then, of course, identifying the accounts that have run out, that are going to run out, um, and, and it's around-the-clock uh, um, operations that, that our marketers are using when analyzing to put together the, the, the instructions for the next day uh, in order to try to serve as many customers as possible. Um, our marketers are, are bound and determined to, to work it through, to, to get caught up. Unfortunately, one of the things that's unique to the propane industry is that it, um, if a customer runs out, it's not a one-and-done thing due to weather, although that's a contributing factor. But if they are unable to be delivered to or a delay in getting a delivery, runouts or out-of-gas situations can continue to happen even after the weather event has seemed to uh, come to a stop until we can get it caught up again. And so that's the, that's the goal of all the marketers is to, uh, is to try to get on top of it, try to uh, attempt to deliver to as many customers as possible, keeping people in gas or uh, bringing people back into service. That's all I've got. At this time, we'd like to open it up to media questions. Uh, we do have some mics, I believe. So for those tuning in via live stream, uh, questions can be captured. Okay. Um, my question is for uh, Mr. Griesbach. Um, when it comes to, uh, you know, with this next storm com coming in, what is the biggest concern with, you know, potentially five inches of rain on top of all the snow that we already have in the streets and everything like that. Is it, would that be flooding? That sort of thing. Thank you for that question. It is something we are closely monitoring. We've had a lot of discussions about that today. We are on briefings with um, other offices of emergency service reps and Cal OES every single day, as well as the National Weather Service. The most recent briefing, um, there weren't any primary concerns for the foothill areas just based on what they think the snow, snow melt is going to do, but that doesn't mean your specific property won't be impacted. If you have drainage issues that are known, I would recommend that you prepare for those, whether those be with sandbags or shoveling snow away from storm grates and things like that. But as of right now, um, there are not any real primary threats that we know of. And just kind of describe the seriousness of this storm. I know last year there was uh, the big snowmageddon everyone was talking about, but when it comes to this um, upcoming storm, what is the, um, you know, what are your thoughts when it comes to um, hearing what we're going to be getting? Well, I think anytime you, you have storms back to back, regardless of what that storm brings, it's not a positive thing because it hinders recovery to a degree. Obviously, having some rain is a lot better than a lot more snow than we've had a couple um, times over this event. Um, as the sheriff's office mentioned earlier, 
it's very serious. There's people that are way out in remote areas without power, no way to get out, no way to get in. Um, luckily, we have such great first responders here to get in and save people when they need need to be saved and extracted. So it's very serious. It's just varying levels throughout our community. Thank you. And I also just want to uh, recognize that we have both CAL FIRE and Consolidated FIRE here as well, who have both been essential to our response efforts during these winter storms. Um, Kelly Reese from KVMR Radio. I have a question for Jim Miller from Race Communications. Um, the Race Communications webpage states that they utilize existing utilities infrastructure instead of trenching underground because it's often most cost effective. Um, because this existing above ground infrastructure is prone to fail during emergencies, which circumstances when communication with the outside world is of the utmost importance, was there ever discussion of trying to figure out a way to trench underground utilities? Absolutely. Um, just like other utility companies in this region, um, there is a cost consideration and the environment consideration, meaning the, the rock and so forth that's in the, in the soils up here. And so what we did in this project is we followed the traditional utilities. So if PG&E was above ground, we were above ground. If they were underground, we were underground. The county also has a one trench that they're passing, or I believe you guys just passed. And so in the future, if there's open trenches, then race as a utility company will look to go into those trenches for new subdivisions and so forth. Uh, let's talk about the upcoming storm a little bit. And um, several reports say that with the three to five to maybe six inches of rain we're going to get, I'd like to hear from our first responders if you have any uh, concerns about the snow loads on the various roofs, in the, especially in the higher elevations, and what people can do to safely remove the, the snow that's now on the roof. So because if we get rain on top of that, uh, saturation increases weight, if my math's correct. I'll, I'll take it, try to take a stop at this. Um, that's a, a good point. I mean, with additional weight on any of our buildings or changing impacts related to different types of weather events, it will have an impact. Uh, we have had several structural failures throughout the county that are getting reported from various to complete collapses to roof failures and things like that. So. What I would recommend if you need more information about building as far as snow loads and things like that, we have a lot of resources here locally. The Nevada County Contractors Association is a good resource to where you they have engineers, they have local contractors that are very aware of structural requirements, um, failures, can analyze buildings and things like that. Did that answer your question, Pascal? Uh, most, mostly, but um, the, the, sa the safety would... Uh, because my understanding is we had a lot of additional responses from fire to um, everything from chimney fires to uh, roofs uh, that either collapse, et cetera, and to make those safe. So we have chimneys, which are a problem. We have wood stoves. We have regular heat, the roads, et cetera. And then we have the, the upcoming rain, which... We will have flooding at some point. I'm thinking Wolf Creek, especially, uh, given the amount of snow that is, well, uh, in the elevation of the airport, etc. So how does that, will that affect also the, 
the response times for first responders and anything people can do to to help out in case they need to call 911 and they need um, either medical uh, response or fire response. I'm Jason Robitel, Fire Chief with the Nevada County Consolidated Fire. Yes, in the last 10 days, our agency has responded to about 214 emergencies, uh, seven structure fires, two other fires, 121 medical and rescue emergencies, as well as 30 structural collapses. As the second wave of um, weather comes in, we are concerned. One of the concerns is homeowners taking actions into their own hands, and then we have an incident within an incident, uh, such as a medical emergency. We have seen an increase in our response times just due to the work capacity that it takes and the, the amount of staff. Uh, yesterday we had a rescue that took five hours and a total of 12 people, um, responders, and we look at collaboration efforts. It was six agencies responding um, that came together to mitigate that incident. So that's something that we are concerned of and we're tracking. Um, and what Craig was saying, there are resources in the county that we want them to rely on and uh, be proactive versus reactive in some of these measures. Um, for Brandon Sanders, um, last year with the large winter storm, PG&E distributed firewood for people without um, power. Is PG&E doing something similar currently? Um, yeah, so it's a good question. We've, got, we've fielded that question, and the answer is no, we're not going to be doing that. Uh, there's a number of reasons. Um, one, that we found last year people were coming to pick up firewood and then selling it on Craigslist, which is not cool. And uh, another thing is um, it's just not really our role as a company. You know, we're focused on providing dual commodity utility service to customers. Um, so, and then, yes, the answer is essentially no is partly because people were using it for their own personal benefit. And um, logistically, I think a lot of folks who are operating in that space would agree, logistically, it was very challenging to manage. Um, so yeah, we're not gonna be doing that. Can you, can you describe what the state of North Bloomfield is? Just so we get that out in the open and everybody can hear it. Yes, thank you, Pascal. So the question was, what is the state of North Bloomfield? Um, we you know, authorized PG&E, for example, today to close the roadway, um, still allowing access for immediate adjacent residents, um, school buses, and propane tanks. The purpose of that was so that PG&E could go in, and because the road is very narrow due to the amount of snow, down trees, down power poles, this allowed them to lay the poles down and have, you know, safe space to do their work. Um, we are waiting for an ETA from PG&E. They do have until 5 o'clock, I believe, um, or 7 o'clock uh, around there to uh, finish their work up in that area. I would suspect that there's going to be additional work, but hopefully the roadway will be able to be open tomorrow in some fashion or another. Um, I would make sure that you check out our website for an update, and uh, we should be updating that this evening. And as a reminder, the website that Trisha was referencing is nevadacountyca.gov slash storm info. Um, this one's for Dave Sarantopoulos. Um, is there anything customers can do to expedite their propane deliveries? Well, um, outside of the obvious, which is order early, um, the ones that are faced with the crisis now or the critical delivery now, um, the best thing they can do is to ensure that there is um, access 
and it has to be access that a, a large truck could could navigate, not just a small vehicle. Um, with their their own driveways, any private road issues that they may have, and then uh, it is the customer's responsibility to to ensure that the driver has access to the tank itself as well. So it may mean digging out a tank or having a tank dug out. Um, the propane marketers don't have the manpower to be able to do the, the digging of the tanks um, in addition to making the deliveries. All right. Not seeing any further media questions, we will conclude this press conference for today. I want to thank everyone that was here today to provide an update, but also thank everyone who's tuning in via our live stream on YouTube, uh, via KVMR and KNCO Live, uh, to all the listeners out there who are staying prepared and perform, uh, staying prepared and informed. Uh, so with that, thank you, and we'll see you next time.